0: RLA's message of the week. We hope you enjoy part six on patience in our series, How to Live a Meaningful Life, by our pastor, Renee Molina. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Some, it says, forbearance, and that's even really, really important. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law or religion. And the other scripture I, I want to just show you, because of time, I want to show you, is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If we could put it up on the screen. If you remember, scripture says, love is... Yes, exactly. So, patience is essential patience is not an option for you if you want to represent God patience is a requirement and it's like connected to everything if you are not patient you cannot get married if you are not patient you cannot follow God if you are not patient you cannot have children all the parents can can say amen to that if you don't have patience you can't be a leader if you don't have patience, you can't be a good son, a good daughter, a good husband, a good wife, a good father, a good mother. If you don't have patience, you cannot live a meaningful life. And God is right in his word that if you want to live a life full of God, you must be patient. And so I want to define Patience, And some are like, why, why, is, why do you define things so many times, Renee? I noticed you like defining things. You want to know why? Well, besides because we're, we're covering important key words, besides that, I feel like when you define something, when you go to the original definition of something, it kind of takes away all the dust and the barnacles that cover a meaningful word. Does that make sense? It kind of refreshes you on the way you see that word and what it means for your life. And so patience, it means, can we, we could put it on the screen. Patience means a state of emotional calm in the face of provocation or misfortune and without complaint or irritation. Wow. Some of you are like, "Damn, man, I need that. <laughs> patience, according to God's word, it means remaining calm when you're surrounded by pressure. In scripture, patience is not real patience if you don't have pressure. The other definition is a state of remaining tranquil. Tranquil, we can put it on the screen. Tranquil while, it, while awaiting an outcome. The state of being able to bear up under provocation. In other words, patience means not losing your composure when you're surrounded by pressure and by all these expectations. Can we put the first definition up there, please? It's a, a key important, without complaint or irritation. That's a huge deal. I want to I show you uh, a few examples of what patient is uh, uh, in the middle of pressure. Can we put the, some pictures up? Um, this, it's How many feel like this lately? <laughs> Some of, some of us are like feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, like, <laughs> all right, you guys, I, I'm not the only one, right? Another, I will show you another example uh, since we're in the NBA playoffs, but just being able to maintain your composure in the midst of pressure, that's patience. How many here are experiencing a lot of pressure right now in your life? Raise your hand, just raise your hand. Did you guys know that there is a, there's a study that's out that burnout is an epidemic in our culture and in our society. People have so much pressure, it's destroying them. But because we're not, we don't know how to have patience, we don't know how to keep our composure in the midst of pressure. I want to show you an example of this athlete. His name is Neymar. Um, he recently, uh, yeah, before you play, you play the video. So it's, this video went viral, and there was a, a fan that was like criticizing him. And he just lost it and he punched the fan. So let's put it, let's put it on the screen. <laughs> Boom. And it's funny because he's known wait, that, that's it, thank you. And he's known to always lose his composure in the midst of critics. And that's an example, obviously, of the opposite, the lack of patience. According to Paul, like I said, patience is only real and purest when there is pressure. Because anyone could be patient when there's no pressure, but only those true, the real ones, can remain patient in the midst of pressure. For some, some, even men and women of God, patience is one of the top requirements, along with faith, love, discipline, to live for God. So are you guys seeing, like, patience is not this little, like, well, you know, it's just, I just lose my patience, you know, it's just, it just happens. No, it's a requirement if you want to live a meaningful life. Like, you can't reach where God wants to take you if you're not patient. You can't. And so there are three areas of in in our lives where we need to be super incredibly, but just essential that it is that that we are patient. And the first place in our life where we have to be patient is with God. God sometimes is like a hare, like a rabbit, moving fast. Sometimes God is like moving fast. Sometimes Kaylee and I, we've asked God for confirmation and things, and all of a sudden it happens. It's like, wow, God, Like that was kind of scary. That was really fast. But there are times where God takes forever to respond. But you cannot follow God if you're not patient with him. You must be patient with God. Following and living for God requires patience. And I need to tell you from the get-go, God is not going to move however you want him to move. And only because he doesn't move the way you want him to move, at the pace you want him to move, doesn't mean he's unfaithful. It doesn't mean he's not real or doesn't exist. It just means he's wise. Imagine a parent giving their children everything they want when they want it. How do you think that child's going to grow up? Spoiled, bratty. And it's like, you can't do that with God. Imagine if we're like that in every relationship. Then we can't be the same way with God. We have to be like, God, you know what? I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and it sucks. But you know what, God? I trust in your time. I trust that you know time more than I know time. If you want to follow God, if you want to have a meaningful life, you have to be patient with God. I want to give you two reasons. Why does God delay? Why does God delay? Number one, God delays because sometimes we need to learn some things before we learn other things. Before you enter in advanced math, you need to learn basic math. And sometimes God delays because he's like, man, if I give this to them, they're going to just be lost. Like, they're, they're probably going to forget about me. God knows why he doesn't give you things. I remember there was once this person came up to me and, and, and they are like, Renee, I've been asking for a raise. And why doesn't God give it to me? And I'm like, well, okay, let's ask a few questions, you know. And I was like, how are you with money? Well, like, I spend it once I get it. And it's like, okay, then maybe God hasn't given you a raise because he's trying to save you from yourself. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Like there's times that God doesn't give you something because you first haven't learned the basics. That's why God sometimes delays. So number one, one of the reasons why God delays is because we have to learn a few things before we learn other things. And the second reason why God delays sometimes is because he's testing our hearts. How many know that in the waiting room with God is where your true colors come out? There's a scripture, there's a time in the Bible where it says, and God stepped away from this king to test his heart. Sometimes God's quiet because he really wants to know what's going on with you. Because God knows if I'm always, if I'm a helicopter dad, then I'm never going to really see their true colors. But if I just, you know, take that little step away, just that little distance, I want to see what they're really made out of. And sometimes God feels distant because he wants to see what's really in your heart. Sometimes God doesn't respond as quick as you want because he's trying to see exactly what you're made of. Are you guys guys with me? There's this proverb that says, Proverbs 16.32 is is an all-timer for me. It says, better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. In other words, the truly powerful people in life are the patient ones. Are the ones that they, they keep their composure when everything is chaos and everything is a mess. And be careful because people are going to tell you, you don't care about us, you don't care about, this. and you're going to be like, no, I do care, but I'm going to let God's peace dictate my heartbeat. I'm going to let God's peace dictate my thoughts, and I care, and I'm going to be there for the family, but I'm not going to get anxious and burned out just because everyone's anxious and burning out. It's that patience in the midst of, of, of torture, in the midst of, in the midst of just being that, in, in the midst of, 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 a, of a storm. Because God prefers patient people than powerful people. God prefers one average Joe that is patient than Navy SEALs that are impatient. Do you guys follow me? Like God, what he's looking for in us is patience. He does not want us to be spoiled brats. We have to be patient with God. There's a, I don't know if you remember, there's a story of Abraham and Sarah. God, they were waiting for a promise that they were given, a child, right? And I don't know if you remember this, but but God told them, You're gonna have a baby. You're not, you're not gonna, you know, die without a child. And God was taking forever, you know? And they were like, you know what? God's not coming through. I think we should do this on, you know, what if you go and, you know get together with my, my maid and you guys make it happen. You know, maybe that's the way God's going to give us the child. And what happens, they have a child and that person becomes the father of all the descendants that give Israel headaches in the future. What does that mean? That means that when you try to help God and you try to speed up the process, you're actually creating more issues than you should have. We have to wait in God's timing. What makes it or break it sometimes if we're willing to wait? Because love is patient. The second area where we need to have patience is patience with ourselves. Some of us are more strict on ourselves than God is. Oh, my gosh, I'm such a terrible person. I'm a loser because I I, I give up. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You need to be patient with yourself. Sometimes the reason why we're so strict on ourselves is because we've had extremely strict parents. And we think that God is just as strict as my boot camp general parents. And we need to understand that God is many times less strict on us than we are on ourselves. You need to be merciful with yourself. You need to be kind to yourself. Now, I want to clarify. God is patient with us as long as we're committed to grow. Because sometimes we're like, well, you know, God's patient. He's just merciful with me, you know, so I'm just going to do whatever I want. No, 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 no. God's not a a, a doormat either. If you are committed to grow, then he's willing to work with you. If you're committed to go further and to go deeper in life and deeper with God, then he's willing to wait as much as he can. But if you're not committed to grow and you're not showing any signs that you want to move forward in life, then he's not a doormat that you could just do whatever you want with him. Does that make sense? And so you need to be patient with yourself because God is patient with you. I want to, the parents that are here, be patient with yourself. Don't be so perfect. Don't be a perfectionist with yourself. I'm sure the parents here, you guys have an incredible heart, and you guys are doing everything you can. But you can't crush yourself because you're not perfect. Perfect. You need it. exactly nobody's perfect. We need to be patient with ourselves. I want you to know something, everybody, you're going to mess up. You, you've heard that popular proverb, the best way to learn is failing. And what's going to happen when you fail? Oh, God's not real. God's not with me anymore. My family hate me. What do you, what's going to happen when you fail? Are you going to lose your composure? Are you going to be like, no, let's go? Sometimes it's good to have short-term memory. Because sometimes we have ingrained our mistakes that it crushes ourselves. Sometimes we remember more things than God does himself. God says that when I've forgiven you, when I've cleaned the slate, I forgot about everything. I put everything, that poetic way of saying it, I put it in the depths of the ocean. And sometimes we're bringing stuff up to God, and God's like, what are you talking about? I don't even remember that. Does that make sense? We need to be patient with ourselves. Husbands and wives, you need to be patient with yourself. As long as you're committed to be a better husband and wife, great, be patient. But if you're not putting the work into being a better husband or wife now, you're just hurting yourself. Does that make sense? You need to know that God's not done with you. God's not done with you. Relax. Don't do it. God's not done with you. That's right. God's not done with you. Tell the person next to you, God's not done with you. Exactly. God's not done with you. Tell the person behind you, God's not done with you. Exactly. All the married people and the seriously dating people, God's not done with you. Some are like, you know what? I'm, I give up on this marriage. It's over. No. It's like, whoa. Relax. Relax. You just missed a build. Relax. Like, stop it. I'm the worst wife for you. I have no one. <laughs> Babe, I just want to tell you, I'm the worst husband that you could ever have. You, <laughs> You deserve better. You know those, you've heard those talks. Like, people make those talks. You deserve so and so better. I'm dirt. I'm, I'm a worm compared to you. You're a, you know, it's like, man, you are just destroying your dignity. Like, stop it. Like, stop being, some people are just even fake humble. And that's just, just that's as bad as pride. Can I say that again? Fake hum- humility, humbleness, fake humility. I was going to say humility. wow. <laughs> fake humility is just as bad as pride. Like, stop putting yourself so down. Uh, I love what Rick Warren says. He says, it's not about thinking less of yourself. It's less, think- uh, less uh, thinking in yourself. There's a big difference. It's not thinking less of yourself. I'm a nothing, I'm a dirt, I'm a worm. Like, no, no, that's, stop it, like. No, you're, yeah, it's like, I'm a caterpillar and you're a butterfly. It's like, stop it. (laughs) Stop putting yourself so low and so down. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking less in yourself. And so in in marriages, please be patient with yourself. You're You're a process. And the last category where we need to be patient in is we need to be patient with others. Renee, these things are basic. Well, why aren't we doing them then? You know what I mean? So, uh, Renee, so tell, tell me something I haven't heard. So tell me something. We, <laughs> C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis once said, the most important things in life are things we already know, but don't do them. And it's true. And so the third area where we need to be patient in is patient with those around us. And you know, one of the keys to being patient with those around us is we need to be merciful With those around us we need to be merciful one day you're going to ask for mercy for people around you so you should give it first jesus says blessed are those that are merciful for they will be shown mercy the judgmental and angry people those are people that should never get mercy and won't get mercy according to jesus but if you're a merciful person and I'm not saying this bland, you know, diluted and soft and doormat kind of mercy. No, no, no. As long as they're committed to grow, you know, <laughs> be patient with them. Be patient with them. Now, if they're not committed to grow, forget about them. <laughs> Put them in God's merciful hands. But you need to be patient with those around you. Something I've noticed. <laughs> something i've noticed i i have i've been in the church i've been i've seen so many different christian people i've been in the church for like 28 years almost 3 decades wow i could, when i was doing the notes i'm like oh my gosh i could almost say that 3 decades that i've seen all sorts of people and you know what i've noticed i've noticed i've noticed that the strictest people the people least patient with others are usually the ones that end up cheating on their spouse, the ones that end up hurting others, the ones that just derail. I'm going I'm to say that again. I've been around churches so, for so many years, and I've noticed that the strictest, the least patient people are usually the ones that just cheat on their spouse, that do whatever, they, they just derail. Like, I've noticed that, like, the, the people that I've been criticized a lot by religious people and they're, they're just they just tell me all these crazy things. Right. And obviously I remember their names. Um, I don't comment. Sometimes I read what they say, but I've noticed those people are now people that are like in alcohol. Like they're, they're just completely on the street. They're completely like cheating their, uh, with, uh, on their spouse. It's just like because what Jesus says is true. What Jesus says is true. If you show mercy, you will be shown mercy. But if what Jesus said, with the same measuring stick you use to measure others, Jesus is like, to be fair, you're going to be measured with that same stick. Does that make sense to everybody? So you need to be patient with others because people are one day are going to have to be very patient with you. Some of us, we have a short fuse with people. Oh, my gosh, this person, you've done the same thing. Like, oh, my gosh, this person's so slow. Can I tell you something? And I think I'm speaking to myself here. You need to be merciful on the road. Who here lacks mercy while driving? Raise your hand. Come on. I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm like, a, I'm a volunteer police person, uh, highway patrol, uh, highway patrol um, on the freeway. I'm like a Dwight from the office, if you can get that reference. But if you don't, don't worry about it. But sometimes like, we need to show some mercy because, you know, one day we're going to have to get in a lane and we're going to want somebody to show mercy, right? And I think in the same way, we need to show mercy in life because there's people that are, one day they're going to, you're going to ask for their mercy and to be patient with you and to not lose your composure. What does patience mean? Not losing your composure when you have a bunch of pressure on you. People are going to pressure you. And you cannot lose your composure. Your, chi- your children are going to pressure you from all sides. Can I get an amen, parents? Amen. But you, but God says, let it out, parents, let it out. <laughs> but you cannot lose your composure. You cannot, you need to be like, God, whoo, Shabbat. I need your divine patience right now. Patience, keeping your composure in the midst of pressure, especially with those around you. And with that being said, I close and I say, if you want to represent God, you must reflect patience. And what is patience? Can we put those definitions again on on the screen, Ugo? Thank you. A state of emotional calm in the face of provocation or misfortune and without complaint or irritation. Let me be clear, none of us are at that level yet. (laughs) Some of you are like, oh my gosh, like am I the only one that is like in level baby of patience? (laughs) No, 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 no. We're all a process in there. But the goal is we need to be committed to move that way. Hey guys, it's Pastor Kaylee Molina. On behalf of our church, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope to have you back next week.